So, hi guys, welcome to the Drone Horizon podcast. I'm Alex, and today's guest is Hugo Healy. Obviously, we've had Hugo on the podcast before, but in this special bonus episode, we're just going to be chatting with Hugo about the newly released DJI FPV. So, Hugo, you posted something on your Instagram story a little while back that maybe was not the reaction that people were expecting. So, do you want to talk us through where that sort of came from? Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously DJI released the new FPV drone, which I think on the surface, it is really cool. And uh, it's definitely got a lot of good features. Um, but I felt like there was a lot of uh, amazing marketing as well uh, that went into that. And uh, they really want people to sort of buy this thing. And they say all the good things, but they're not, not so much telling you the negatives. Um, that can come with FPVs. And uh, there is a reason that FPV is so complex and there's advantages to being able to build your own drones um, because, I mean, with FPV, you're going to crash. Like, it's pretty much guaranteed. Well, it is guaranteed. And if you're not crashing, you're not learning, I guess, uh, is, an, is an old saying in FPV. Um, so, yes, yeah, so DJI came out with this old singing, old dancing FPV, um, which definitely has a lot of good advantages. Like we can't deny that it has advantages. And if you've got the money to spend, then maybe it is a good route. It is a very easy route into FPV for sure. And there's a massive learning curve, which has put people off FPV um, previously. Um, but yeah, I mean, like one of the main things, one of the main issues, not main issues, but main things that I thought about it was um, essentially like when you do crash it, like who you can't repair it yourself, you know, and DJI are going to be, charging people quite a lot of money to uh, to make these repairs you know i can imagine it being like you know close to a thousand dollars or something just to repair the thing depending on the damage that you have whereas if you learn it yourself and you buy the parts yourself using a traditional fpv um you know you're going to be saving yourself a lot of money um, and also a lot of time because you're not gonna have to wait for it to be shipped around and stuff um but yeah i also feel like they sort of marketed it like basically anyone can just pick up this thing and you can fly it because it can just go into a, a, a fail-safe mode, almost like a Mavic mode, um, which is actually a really big advantage to have, especially when you're learning. Um, but at the same time, it's not going to save you, and you know you're going to crash either way. And another thing to note is that the the warranty or the the was it DJI Care refresh, whatever it is, isn't actually valid when you're in the full acro mode. When you're flying FPV mode, it's only valid when you're in the beginner mode and like the slightly more advanced mode from what i've read yeah i mean it sounds like they're sort of getting around the uh the whole warranty thing with that and obviously like you said i think fpv comes with its challenges um and i do agree with you in the sense that the marketing has sort of marketed it as anyone can pick up and be able to fly fpv sort of straight off the bat you know there's a lot of content creators on YouTube and that kind of thing that have posted and, you know, saying, oh, this is my first time I've ever flown FPV and, you know, they're showing you all these amazing shots that they've got with it. And I do think it is a good drone and I think it sort of falls into its category. But if you're after something that's sort of pre-built and ready to go, you would be better off going with something that is still modular that as and when you do crash, you can sort of swap those parts out because I think DJI are just going to be sort of cashing in with this one. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you can still buy ready-to-go FPVs. And I would maybe recommend that for anyone trying to get into FPV, um, but then like, but not the DJI one. Essentially, like you can just see by the way it's built, like it's just not a traditional FPV, and it's gonna it's gonna break pretty easily. And uh, yeah, they're gonna charge you a lot, but uh, it definitely does have its advantages. Um, and obviously, all DJI product products are amazing, and like the the battery life as well is a really it's really impressive. Um, but it's because the system's all been built 
for that specific system. So uh, whereas with FPV, it's sort of like you buy things from here and there. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously you touched on sort of the, the Mavic mode and I think for people that are after the traditional sort of drone feel, maybe this isn't the right drone for them because the the sort of equivalent drone that you can get for the same price from DJI, sort of talking sort of the Mavic Air 2 price yeah, yeah. range roughly. Well, I think even more, isn't it? They're like £1,200, I believe, for everything. Like with the yeah. goggles as well, so you can get a Mavic Pro with that. And uh, yeah, the camera quality, they're like, oh yeah, it's like 4K and 60 frames or whatever. But it's, I mean, it is, but it's also a load of nonsense. And it's a classic DJI over sharpening. And, you know, the thing with FPV is it's great because, you know, you've got GoPros and you've got real steady and stuff. And like the GoPro technology is really advanced now. And the other good thing about the FPV, the DJI FPV, is that you can tilt the camera up, which means you can fly backwards. Like you can change it like as you're flying which is a really good feature but also like i see a lot of these shots and you can see propellers in the side and stuff and you know i don't know i think it's uh i don't know it's, it's not it's, in my opinion it's not as good as having a gopro in a traditional fpv but uh but maybe if someone wants a quick room into fpv it is good um but i think the thing with fpv is, is it's highly dangerous and um, you know these drones go 90 miles an hour more like we've got we've got some here that go 140 miles an hour and uh I feel like they just, they're opening a, a dangerous market to people who are irresponsible. Um, and FPV pilots do a lot of training and I'd you know, recommend doing at least 20 hours on the simulator um, before you start flying, just to save yourself time and money. Um, and also just in case you, you, know, you hurt anyone, you gotta make sure you're flying it out in the open. You already see people flying Mavics in places they shouldn't be and doing silly things. And you can't imagine someone flying a 90 mile an hour drone with no sensors, like no sensors on anyway. Um, in these sort of congested areas on beaches and stuff, you know, it's uh, it's opening a can of worms and could potentially really damage like the drone industry for hobbyists um, and, and commercial pilots, but especially for hobbyists and especially for FPV pilots, you know, um, yeah, it's going to change. I think it's going to change a lot of things. Um, you know, the CAA are going to be looking at this like differently. And I know the government here in Dubai and the DCA here in Dubai and uh, the MOD are very worried about this drone. Um, and the potential threats it could, it could cause to public and stuff. So, Yeah, and I think, obviously, with the sort of UK regulations, I don't think it's classified as a, under the sort of the new regulations, I don't think it's classed as sort of a C1 or a C2 aircraft. So I think it still falls into the same category as the sort of Mavics at the minute. Um, so with regards to sort of where you can and can't fly it and those kind of things, I think you still have to be able to, you still have to hold an A2CFC to fly it sort of close to anything. But I know obviously you mentioned about the, the speed difference between sort of this one and traditional FPVs. Um, I had a chat with uh, Danny McGee, who's a FPV pilot. Um, he's going to be on the podcast in a couple of episodes, but um, he's recently picked one up um, and just to sort of give it a try because one of his friends did the, the marketing for it. Um, and he said that it was noticeably sluggish compared to a normal FPV drone, which I guess is both a good thing and a bad thing. Obviously, if you're coming towards an obstacle and you need to avoid it or you need to stop, you know, having that sluggishness will not help you. Um, and obviously, like we've sort of said, the the regulations, I think, both in the UK and everywhere are going to change because obviously this this whole new sort of, come at the um, sort of publicly available FPV systems now. They just make it so easy to get into. I mean, you touched on in your Instagram story about 
um, obviously having to have a spotter for this. Now, obviously, by law at the minute in the UK, to be able to fly a drone, you have to be able to keep VLOS, which you can't do if you're wearing goggles. So, so you have yeah. to have a spotter by law in the UK um, to fly this drone and to fly any FPV drone. And like, if you did crash into someone at over 45 miles an hour, I think it's like a there's a prison sentence for you if you're if you're not using a spotter. Yeah. You know, or like a ten thousand pound fine. I think it limits your usage as well because obviously if you're in a situation and you're on your own and you think, Oh, I'll just use the drone like if you then put the goggles on, then you know you then need the spotter. And obviously with this drone it's not like you have the option between using the goggles or a smartphone. You have to commit to using the goggles because there's no sort of there's no smartphone app that works with it at all. It's so hard to fly without the goggles, it really works. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, they're, yeah, they're completely different. It's a whole, it's a whole other beast. And the thing is, if you're serious about FPV and you want to get into FPV, then you're going to end up having to learn how to build your craft anyway. Like you're not going to want to stay a DJI. I mean, maybe you are, maybe they're going to make this drone better, but, uh, I really think that if you're serious about FPV, then, um, you're going to be learning everything anyway. So you might as well just start off by learning it rather than just taking what is seen as the easy route. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and I think obviously as we've sort of touched on the regulations, I think will suffer for everybody. Obviously, we've just had the new regulations over here that sort of came into effect on the first of Jan. So, you know, I wonder how long it's going to be before they start changing to sort of make things even stricter, or whether there's sort of an exemption now for the for the FPV drone. Yeah, well, I don't honestly, I don't know, but I, I think you know, as soon as there's any incidents as well, like things will change pretty quickly. Um, but I'm sure that the the CAA are a little bit worried about this sort of thing. Um, yeah, they're in discussion right now, and yeah, I mean, I mean buy it now, and then like maybe next year you won't even be allowed to fly it. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, obviously, we sort of touched on the fact that this drone has sensors on it with sort of the obstacle avoidance. Now, for a lot of people who are sort of thinking of starting FPV, surely that and the sort of automatic stop feature would be a positive thing if you're starting out with FPV and you know you don't want to sort of spend however much and then constantly spend the time replacing everything surely having those sensors would be a good thing but yeah, but you can't fly it in fpv mode with the sensors on like it, it doesn't work like that um and the automatic stop is done by you manually so if you think you're in trouble i think you double double touch double tap a button which uh, which then stops it, which is also a bit dodgy, you know. I think really with F like if you see the FPV controllers, you use switches, like they're far more effective. Like double tapping a button, like you know, that's it takes some time, and you know if you miss it or whatever, I don't know. I think I think a, a switch flick would be a lot more efficient and effective for that sort of thing. But uh, but yeah, I mean you've got to be really quick if you think that you can just stop yourself from crashing because it's literally like the last minute. And with FPV, you're flying risky. You're able to fly through tiny tiny gaps um, really quite easily. But obviously you do crash as well. And uh, I just don't see how people are going to react quick enough. And I've already seen like photos and stories of people who've crashed their FPVs within like the first first week of having them, the DJI ones. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what sort of costs DJI charge for repairs. But it's very clever what they're doing. It is very clever. And uh, again, it has its advantages. You know, it is definitely probably easier to learn because you can you can go into a Mavic hover mode, but why not just get good enough that you can, you know, you can control yourself and hover yourself and slow down yourself and without having these uh, automated systems. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, one thing that sort of appealed to me when obviously the sort of specs were released and that kind of thing, the the fact that you can sort of step up the, the manual control 
as you sort of go along obviously you can start off in sort of the traditional like tripod mode and then sort of like a half manual mode and then fully manual I guess that's sort of the equivalent of you know just sitting in a simulator and getting used to it but obviously by spending the time out in you know outside flying this drone and getting used to it those are the points when on a simulator if you crash it you can just start the game again whereas now if you crash it you've then got to wait for the turnaround for the parts to come back and it can then become such a sort of long drawn out process i mean fpv is a long drawn out process anyway um you know there's no quick quick fix but you know you should definitely be learning in the simulator to begin with even with the dji joint like definitely just to be safe and uh, just learn the simulator and just don't fly around other people as well because you know they are essentially flying weapons and it is a little bit scary um that literally i think thousands and thousands of people have bought this drone which is insane it's going to completely change the whole the whole market and uh yeah i know a lot of uh, fpv pilots are maybe a little bit bitter and that's not where i'm coming from like i'm new to fpv and i don't even i'm not an fpv pilot at all um i'm just looking at it from like a financial and, and safety aspect you know um, not a fact that oh damn there's going to be loads of other people flying fpv and also because the people that are flying this drone they're not it's not it's just not the same level and you're not going to be able to like keep advancing yourself you know i want to be flying komodos around as well one day so um I don't know. This, for me, I have no no use for this DJI FPV drone, um, but I do see why it's very attractive to some people. But again, just make sure you're doing it safely and you're getting your hours in, and uh, don't crash it because you're going to be spending a lot of money repairing it. <laughs> and yeah, also, and thing, the battery is like 140 pounds, like which is crazy. A normal FPV battery is like 25 pounds, so it just shows you what DJI are doing. I think maybe you're sort of coming at it from a a sort of you obviously you mentioned a safety perspective but I think we're all sort of looking at it based on how it's going to affect the regulations and how ultimately it will affect us as pilots you know because obviously although we have sort of Mav- Mavics and stuff like that at the minute this new drone as we've touched on will massively impact the regulations and then will make our lives more difficult so it's sort of a a yeah. double-edged sword when it comes to this drone. Annoying, so you've got the... yeah. yeah. Sorry, you, you're saying. No, no, that's all right. It's just, it's just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it's sort of a double-edged it's, it's sword. It's going to affect everything massively, yeah. Honestly, like, DJI aren't thinking about that. All they care about is how much money they can make from this thing. And, uh, you know, it's not safe for your average show to be flying this sort of drone around. And it's not safe for there to be thousands and thousands of operators in the UK. Like, it's just... It's just not safe at all and yeah it's definitely going to have a massive effect on drone laws you know you can't be flying you can't be flying things at 90 miles an hour around parks um it's dangerous so so yeah yeah and obviously with yourself sort of being out in dubai you've been able to sort of get hands-on with the fpv stuff but obviously out in the desert where you're sort of well away from people and i think that for a lot of people that's a, a luxury that maybe we don't have over here in the uk you know a lot of the uk is quite densely populated so it's then finding the place to be able to fly that safely without risk of sort of damaging anyone or anything yeah you know which is definitely hard in the uk like even though even if you go to a park there's going to be hundreds of other people especially on lockdown everybody's getting their one hour of exercise <laughs> i don't know you've literally got to go into the countryside into a field somewhere um obviously make sure it's i don't know public land make sure you can fly there you can't just take off from anyone's anyone's land um so yeah it's, it's you know, there's so many things to think about 
Um, and it's not just black and white, but it definitely has its advantages and it is definitely an easy way into FPV, but it's an expensive one. And I think, I think as long as people are flying it safely, then it's fine. But either way, it's going to affect us all. You know, like there's no way that the CAA are going to, are going to have people flying this, like hundreds of thousands, thousands of people flying this drone around because it's just too dangerous. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Um, obviously, this was just a sort of little bonus episode um, where we sort of wanted to touch on the, the new new release drone. Um, but yeah, thank you, Hugo, for taking time out of your evening. It would definitely be interesting to see where this goes in the future as well and, uh, you know, how it will advance. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a whole new market. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I knew DJI were going to do this. They've been, they've, been, they've been doing this for, they've been planning this for a while. Um, and their digital um, system that they brought out for FPV was was really, really awesome. Um, but maybe this is just a step too far. Who knows? We'll, uh, we'll have to see. Hopefully no one gets hurt. That's, uh, that's the main thing, I think. But yeah, no, it was a pleasure speaking to you. And uh, yeah, any time, of course. Cool. Take it easy, Hugo. Nice one. Cheers, dudes.